It's just after 6 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. Ah, KT, a big show Monday live, PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. No place I'd rather be on a Monday, taking in a little Monday night football. Low-scoring game, which we expect from Chicago and Minnesota. 3 nothing Bears get to that a little bit later. Jerry Palm, CBS Sports. Not only does he do bracketology and does it real well as far as March Madness, but he's big time as far as the college football playoff for CBS Sports. He will join me in about about 18 minutes from now. So we'll go over all the different scenarios, get his take on what went down this past weekend and uh, some wild stuff going on and the miracle play with Alabama. I mean, are you kidding me? It just, uh, it's Alabama. It happens. I mean, it's been happening in the Saba era. And if you're not an Alabama fan, you just cringe and go, oh no, not again. How are they back in the mix? They're going to be in the playoffs somehow, some way. I don't know. I might just bet on them and then, you know, the way I'm going, they'll probably lose. That'll be the only way to take them out. But Georgia, 29 straight wins. Can't wait for the SEC championship game. Is what it is. Going to be a lot of good stuff. And we'll get into uh, Mountain West because it's going to be in our backyard as well. But Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, KT over it. Always we're at uh, PSPR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. Wednesdays, of course, Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo. But PSBR Law, now in year number four here in the Vegas Valley. Panache, Boyle, Ravaputi, Brian Panache, senior partner. Over $4.5 billion in verdicts and settlements the last five years for their clients. Strength by your side. The relentless pursuit of justice. The best in personal injury. Write down the number just in case you need it for future reference. 702, of course, you got down for Vegas. 830 93 53 8309353 8309353 producer Mark Hoke in the house running the show and uh, we got a lot to get to so let's get going now the starting five number one well I got to go right to the uh, silver and black state man I'm telling you the Raiders really got off to a great start yesterday and I thought I thought maybe and I said if they win this thing they're going to still make the playoffs, right? I said if they win one of the next two. Lost the heartbreaker there to Miami 20-13. to Look, hard to go down there with that high-scoring offense and beat Tua on his own field, especially coming off a bye. But had a chance with KC coming off the short week. Now, the bad news that we got, remember, on Friday was that Max Crosby may not be able to go. In fact, Friday night he was listed as doubtful. But you know Max Crosby. It's like, look, if I got a leg, I'll, I'll hop my way to get to that quarterback. I mean... That's the way this guy is. So bum knee and all, he gave it a go. Couldn't play all the plays like he normally does and just couldn't be that ever-ready bunny in the backfield uh, continuously throughout the game. So not the same guy, but still, nonetheless, Raiders came out with a lot of energy. And Daniel Carlson missing a field goal. You know, not like Daniel Carlson, especially 40-yarder. You kidding me? He does that in his sleep. That's like, realistically, it's like missing a layup. That's how much money Daniel Carlson has been at Allegiant Stadium. So he misses that, but they come back, they get the next touchdown on the big Josh Jacobs run. So you're up 14-0. 
you knew you had to stop KC on that ensuing drive. Couldn't do it 14-7. And if you can just get maybe another score before halftime, couldn't do it. They get the score 14-14. You know they're getting that second half kickoff. You got to stop them. Couldn't do it 21-14. Then you got to score on the next drive. Couldn't do it. They get back within 21-17, but you just felt like you can't be getting field goals. You know this offense is ready to go, and KC gets the last 14 points, wins it. 31-17. So outscore the Raiders 31 to 3 after that great start, but you know what? There's still a bunch of holes on this team. But you can feel the heart, you can feel the team. They're trying to do it. You can feel it trending upward. I don't feel like it's dead in the water like I did when coach McDaniel's was there. I just felt like there was no chemistry that team just wasn't playing together. They weren't in sync. I feel like this team pretty much is in sync. Now, if you're not in sync like Roderick Teamer, and you get a DUI after we take you from the practice squad and we put you on the team like he did Saturday night. Boom, you're gone. He's out of here. The safety's gone. And then Marcus Peters, veteran cornerback, having trouble making tackles, was benched for the remainder of the game early in that game yesterday, and uh, that was it. There was dissension. He was seen yelling and uh, arguing there with Coach Pierce. He ends up hitting the high road today. So the veteran, Marcus Peters, gone as well. Antonio Pierce putting the law down. And you know what? I think he's going to get the job. That's just my personal feeling. I like the way the mojo is with this team. They may not make the playoffs this year, but they got a lot of potential. The ceiling is high, and I think Pierce is your guy. Number two. All right, we'll stay in the NFL. Speaking of uh, guys hitting the road, how about Frank Reich? He is out. Head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Only one win in the Bryce Young era. And, of course, you know, you grab the number one kid, the modern-day kid, and uh, grab him from Bama. Look, it's been tough. That team, I mean, the Raiders have some holes to fill. But this Carolina team, they've got mega holes to fill. I mean, they need, out of the 22 starters, they probably need a, at least 12, 13 guys to fill the void there. Uh, not a lot of talent on that team. And they're taking it on the chin big time. And uh, got buried pretty good yesterday. And that's it. Ownership just couldn't handle it anymore. The fans are irate. And, don't want to even show up for the game. So Frank Reich is out. Carolina Panthers will go for, with an interim coach, and we will see what Carolina ends up doing in the offseason. Number three. All right, just jump over to the NHL for a sec. By the way, come on, Golden Knights. How can you lose at home to Arizona's Coyotes? 2 nothing, getting shut out. I know it's just a little bit of a setback, but this is, you know, they've dropped several games now, so you got to get it together here. Meanwhile, though, staying with hockey, Minnesota, the Wild, they've really had it. Dean Evanson is gone. They fired him amidst a seven-game winless streak, and they're 5-10-4, the Minnesota Wild. And they expected to have a pretty good team. They're looking at, uh, you know, definitely playoffs and maybe beyond. But off to that crummy start. So John Hines steps in, former coach for Nashville and New Jersey. He takes over there. Evanson is gone, and the Minnesota Wild have a new man, John Hines. Number four. All right, let's go to college basketball. And Jerry Palm will like this because Jerry's going to join us. And I know he had to be crushed last year. He does that bracketology in hoops. Well, he's a Purdue guy. So Purdue Boilermakers, we knew after that Maui Classic, which they played in Honolulu this year because of the fires there in Maui. But Purdue taking care of business. They are the new number one. They, of course, beat Gonzaga. They took out Tennessee. And then they beat a Marquette team that pounded Kansas the championship there in the Maui Classic. Zach Eady leading the way. This is a pretty good team. I think they've got a chance 
I don't know if they can do what Virginia did. Remember Virginia, the first one to lose to a 16. What they do the following year, Tony Bennett got him to get the whole enchilada and win the whole thing. Maybe Matt Painter can get the Boilermakers to do that. We'll wait and see. But Edie looks like he's in game shape and ready to roll. Lost a few pounds and just looks outstanding. Agile as heck. This guy stays healthy. Purdue's got a shot. So they are number one, followed by Arizona, Marquette, Connecticut, and Kansas. There's your top five. The second five, Houston, Duke, Miami, Baylor, and Tennessee rounds out the top ten in college basketball. Number five. All right, number five is going to be all about college football, but we're going to kind of save that for after the break when we get into all this stuff with Jerry Palm because there's a lot to talk about. Now, I may not be able to get into all of it, but Texas A&M, they grabbed Mike Elko from Duke. He's their new head coach. Jimbo Fisher, of course, let go last week. Jonathan Smith, Oregon State. He goes to the Big Ten. Look, USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington, they're all going to the Big Ten next year. Oregon State was left out, but their coach, Jonathan Smith, got that offer to take over Sparty. Of course, Mel Tucker let go several weeks ago, and Jonathan Smith will take over there in East Lansing. I think it's a great hire for Sparty. Meanwhile, Mississippi State, they grabbed Jeff Levy. He is the Oklahoma offensive coordinator. Pretty solid. He replaces Zach Arnett. He is uh, actually the son-in-law of Art Bryles. Just don't let Art anywhere uh, near Starkville, right? I mean, he already got in trouble that uh, over there at OU because Bryles was on the field and wasn't supposed to be there, and they talked about that stuff. Bryles, of course, with that major fallout in Waco when he was the head honcho at Baylor. And uh, that is a look at the starting five. There's a bunch of other things that have gone down. New Mexico, they let Danny Gonzalez go. Uh, his record 11-32 and 32 after a 4-8 and eight campaign this year. UTEP, they fired Dana Dimmel. Uh, three and nine this year, fifth losing record in six years. Indiana, Tom Allen, that project's over after seven years, 33 and 49. Eight and five in 2019 was his best year. And Houston, the Cougars, they get rid of Dana Holgerson. He was 12 and two in 2021, just a couple years ago. Last year, eight and five, but this year, four and eight. And it was their inaugural season in the Big 12. He goes two and seven there. Boise State, of course, let go Andy Avalos and Dino Babers. Syracuse, now keep an eye on Spencer Danielson. He is the uh, guy right now there at Boise. He's the interim. He'll be the head coach. This guy is like Pierce over here for the Raiders. He is somebody that is totally into it. He brings that charisma. And I think uh, when you see him here at Allegiant Stadium on Saturday, you'll understand why this guy deserves the job. Hopefully the Rebs take care of business. We'll get to a uh, a lot of stuff as far as on the local front. Let's go back. Rebs end up losing that game to San Jose State on Saturday. So I'm thinking for sure, right? Because the, the way the predictors had told us, they said if San Jose State wins that game, it's going to be UNLV and San Jose State only. It's going to be in San Jose. There is tiebreakers coming into play. So maybe that team that wins Friday between Boise State and Air Force will have a shot. Well, lo and behold, I don't know what they put into the computer, but it ends up being UNLV, and it ends up being Boise State. So San Jose State is out. Chavin Cordero and the Spartans. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Coach Brennan just crushed when the uh, rank, you know, when those numbers came out because they had won their last six games and they had beaten UNLV, and UNLV was sitting alone atop the Mountain West when that happened. So UNLV, they knew they were going to be in. Uh, the final. And now you look at these numbers and you're wondering how close could it have been because they lost head-to-head to San Jose State. So uh, Boise must have just squeezed by San Jose State 
in this whole three-way tie scenario, and they get in there and they'll take on UNLV. But uh, we'll wait and see what the Rebs are going to do. Meanwhile, uh, the Lady Rebels are back in action as far as on the hardwood. Lindy LaRock's gals, they are 6-0. and They are just flying through these games. They won their first game against LMU by 10. After that, they beat College of Charleston by 25, Utah Tech by 33, New Hampshire by 63, Santa Barbara by 19, and San Diego the other night by 37. Amarakai uh, uh, Kimson, too, freshman of the week there in the Mountain West for UNLV. But Lindy LaRock, like I said, picking up right where she left off last year, hasn't even gotten to conference play where she ran the table last year in the Mountain West, but off to a 6-0 and start with the Lady Rebs. will take on Northern Arizona over there in Flagstaff, who are on a four-game winning streak of their own. They're 4-2 and two on the year. We'll keep an eye on that game. That'll be Wednesday. Meanwhile, the men, they're back in action tomorrow. Two and three, Kevin Kruger's got to get this team rolling. They're going to take on a good Akron team tomorrow. Get out and support them over there at Thomas & Mack. Lost to Southern by 14, beat Stetson by 16, beat Pepperdine by 14, and then lost those two in the Sunshine Jam over there in Florida to Florida State by 8 and then to Richmond by 17. So looking to uh, get back on track. Uh, meanwhile, VGK. Well, tonight they're taking on Calgary. We'll keep you updated on that game when they drop the puck. Tomorrow night they got a back-to-back. They're taking on Edmonton, and then they get a day off Wednesday, and then Thursday during British Columbia and take on Vancouver. So we'll see if the Knights can get it together. They only have a one-point lead. They've lost three of four, and uh, losing to the Coyotes uh, the other night at home after all those road games. And uh, now they have three more road games. They'll finish up, and then they'll get, I think, eight out of nine at home, so we'll see if uh, they can get back on track. They only have a one-point lead over the L.A. Kings there in the Pacific, and uh, that is it as far as on the local front. So we will take a break. We will come back. Jerry Palm will be our guest. Before we do that, we will let you know that uh, Mark Hoke Show, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling. Mr. Hoekster, I hope you got your ears on, and uh, I'm sure it was a great show on Sunday, but uh, I'm looking forward to another big show, but I'm sure you were just glued to the set watching your Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll get into the NFL in hour number two uh, big time, my man. But those Eagles, they never quit, and even when they fell behind in overtime, you knew they were going to get that last laugh, did you not? Yeah, they were – Ken, it's a, they're a great team. And, you know, it's – I actually got in an argument with a Chiefs fan about who were the top two teams in the NFL. And, uh, yeah, come on, it's Philly and San Fran. And – that's going to be a war next week, but what a great game! And boy, the Jalen Hurts and those guys—I mean, it's just such a talented team. And boy, they do not know when to back off. You—I mean, you're going to have to kill those guys to beat them, man. They—they're they're just yeah, playing I'm great football. Sirianni doing a heck of a job, and that was an outstanding game yesterday. It really was. Both teams, nobody deserved to lose that game. It was a lot of fun because Buffalo played as well as they have defensively for a long time, and then Philly just finds a way, but. Here's the thing, what I told people, is if it's this close, if you're in close games, Philly has still that weapon. Until you learn to stop that brotherly shove and nobody's figured it out, it's better than 90%. That means third and one, third and – I'm telling you, third and two, they can do it. Fourth and one, fourth and two, they can pull it off because they're not just getting a yard. They're getting two, three, sometimes four or five yards on that thing by the time the scrum is all settled and it's all uh, said and done. So they have a major advantage over the other teams as far as the perfection with that play that they've developed. Oh, you got to beat Kelsey and Hurts. You know, one of the strongest quarterback in the NFL and one of the greatest centers of all time. You know, it's 
<laughs> it's a pretty powerful group up front for the Eagles. And, you know, like I said, often imitated, never duplicated. But, you know, one thing, Ken, that's really impressed me about the Eagles is last year, you know, we talked about Nick Sirianni not seemingly not making great adjustments in the second half. They've actually been behind a bunch of times and have been able to come back. Sirianni's making the adjustments, and now they've won eight straight games that they've been behind by 10 points or more. That's, that's what, impressive. easily an NFL record. And, uh, that is, you know, that, that's a major turn from last year. But man, this game with San Fran is going to be a war. Absolute yeah. war. Well, you know, it is. There's no doubt. And that defense pretty darn good. And now Chase Young trying to get acclimated will have his third game there as a Niner. Didn't really play in that first one, but was not bad in that last one that they played. So, uh, we will see and we'll see how they're able to handle the adversity away from home. They, of course, were there last year, and Brock Purdy hoping things are going to be different. We will find out. Uh, SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, Dawn, of course, and we stream live on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it now. I tweeted that out. Jerry Palm going to join me. Going to take a quick little break, pay some bills, come right back. We're live from Vegas. You're listening to SportsX Radio. Leonard Skinner, but my goodness, I'm not even thinking Mark Hoke. He sends me the list of music, the bumper music, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, sweet home Alabama. Now, again, if you're a Bama fan, God bless you, man. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. I mean, I can only imagine what it's like. My brother's a Bama fan, and he started liking Bama when they weren't good. So he's old enough. There were some years there, some lean years. But the Saban era, absolutely still alive, no question about it. We bring on Jerry Palm, CBS Sports, the guy's the best College basketball, everybody knows Jerry's the bracketologist guy, right? That's you got to pay attention, March Madness. But no, when I found out that Jerry was big as far as the college football playoff, I'm like, you know what? Let me get him double duty. Let's get him in football season as well. Joined us a couple of weeks ago. Jerry, it is great to have you. And I'm so glad that my showtime switched so that I am able to get you more often. And uh, Jared, you just can't, you can't make this stuff up. That pass from Bama. I mean, mm-hmm. Milrow, unbelievable. You, I mean, it, you know, it, it does. It actually, for somebody that always is the gift of gab, as my dad said, kind of left me speechless. I'm just like, what, how, where, what? And yeah. it just uh, incredible. Yeah, it was. Um, just, you know, it, it's unfair. I mean, most of the time, Alabama doesn't need divine intervention. It's the rest of us that need that. <laughs> but no, Alabama gets that, too. It's yeah. um, it's a tremendous play. Um, Auburn made no effort to rush the quarterback, so I, he could have waited 15 minutes for somebody to get open. Um, but yeah, what a you know what a play! It's uh, I guess it, it kind of finally erases the kick six thing um, that uh, happened in that same stadium uh, uh, many years ago now. But it's that um, yeah, it keeps Alabama's hopes alive. You know they're dead without it. Uh, in terms of the college football playoff, uh, now they still have a shot. And, and even still, it's a bit of a long shot. But, you know, it starts with beating Georgia, and that's already a long shot. Yeah, no question, Georgia. 29 straight wins, phenomenal. But here's the one thing I, I, got, I got to ask you. Auburn, they have all these guys back. And this is crazy because the Raiders did this last year against Kyler Murray on a two-point conversion. 
And it was, you know, so they had to get, they forced him back to like to the 19 yard line, but they only rushed two guys. So you have nine guys back, you know, inside the two yard line. And he was able to scramble and get in there to tie the game. It like blew my mind. I'm like, I could never understand that. Here's all these guys back for Auburn. How is any one guy one-on-one? Like, there, you have yeah. all these guys. There's no reason that there shouldn't be two defenders near yeah. every single receiver. It blows me away. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, you would think, right? You've got, you know, bracket. And it's not like, you know, in Kyler Murray's case, that was a two-point conversion try that started from the two. You know, right. he, he's got fourth and 31. <laughs> you know, he, he drops back to pass. He's closer to midfield than the goal line. So, it's, yeah, that's. It was, I mean, I guess I don't blame him for rushing two. I probably would have gone with three, but because it should be, you know, you should be able to cover it with eight. And apparently they couldn't cover it with nine. It's, well, I mean, and the guy made a tremendous catch, and the ball's in the one place it could be. You know, it's a, it's a great throw and a great catch, but my goodness, um, Alabama does lead a charmed life. Yes, no doubt about it, and their fans enjoying it. Now, Georgia, let's talk about Georgia, because 29 straight wins. We know Beck has been pretty solid. Look, I talked to Corey Allen, former Bulldog wide receiver that comes on the show, and he said, he goes, Ken, you know what? Something about these rivalry games. He goes, Georgia Tech could be 1-11. He goes, they're going to give us a game because th- that's, their, that's their thing. Now, a lot of the games end up being blowouts, but this one, they came to play, yeah. and this, this game well, was right there. You know, I mean, the fourth yeah. quarter, they, 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 they fought back in the fourth yeah. quarter when – Right yep. when you figured it's thirty-one thirteen, you figure it's over. Georgia's got it; right. they're going to win forty-eight to thirteen, right? And instead, the Texters have a have a couple things up their sleeve and and make it at least exciting. Georgia, Kirby Smart's unbelievable, and the adjustments he makes during games, you know, halftime, whatever, is phenomenal. I could tell by the way that you said it's still a big uphill climb for Bama, and it starts with beating Georgia. It I got does. a feeling you think Georgia's going to take care of business. I do. They're better, um, but they're not a, a. You know, it's not a. It's not the kind of a game where you know it's is a major upset if if Georgia loses. I mean, those are two really good football teams, very talented football teams, and uh, you know Alabama is perfectly capable of winning. But Georgia's better. They've been better all year. Um, I think they're better at the quarterback position, but different. Um, but it's uh, it's usually the defense, the Georgia defense that. Uh, uh, we'll end up winning. End up winning this game, I think. But it's it's a uh, it's an interesting game. It's funny because if Alabama wins, it's possible that both teams get left out. Uh, but if Georgia wins, of course, they're in. They'll be the number one seed. Uh, so it's uh, it's a much uh, more clear case for them. But you know, it's funny. You talk about these rivalry games. All of these teams struggled. Oregon was the only one that handled it start to finish. You know, mm-hmm. Georgia. Uh, you know, let Georgia Tech back in the game late. Alabama needed divine intervention. Florida State uh, had a was down for a quarter and a half. It was twelve to nothing, and then uh, they got their legs under them offensively and dominated the rest of the game. It was uh, twenty-four to fifteen. You know, but uh, and then um, Washington had the, the last second field goal. You know, that's you know all of the these are all games. All four of the the highly ranked teams there played opponents of relatively equal quality and struggled. I mean, it's just, that's how it is um, in these games. And in fact, Oregon had the best opponent, I would say by far, and they, and they blew them out. So, um, but you know, Oregon's played really well. And of course I haven't mentioned Michigan and Ohio state, 
But, it, you know, these rivalry games are they're, they're tough. you got to show up, and, you know, you're going to get your opponent's best shot. You always do. Uh, but the, those, the, all of these really good teams were tested, and Louisville got beat uh, by their in-state opponent, Kentucky. So yeah, it's, uh, that rivalry weekend is fraught with peril. Yeah, and that really hurt the uh, the ACC, and probably hurts you know Florida State a little bit. I mean, there's look it if does. they win if they win this game though, do do they still need help? Do they need one of the unbeaten's to lose? No, they're undefeated. They're undefeated. Right. I know Florida State's undefeated. They're in. They're not leaving out a major undefeated team. They're just not. <laughs> I didn't think so. I didn't think so. You know, you're you're in. Um, so they, yeah, they win the game. Uh, there are people who think that they should be left out because they don't have their starting quarterback. But, you know, if they keep winning with the backup, why do you punish them for having a back to play the backup? That just, that just means they were prepared. Um, so And then, and then they're, and Jerry, they're fortunate that their backup came back because Rodemaker went down. Oh, and Brock, yeah, Lennon, and Brock Lennon had to come yeah. in. And that's where, that's where all of a sudden Florida State fans are like, oh, we're missing Travis, we're missing Travis. Then all of a sudden – we're missing Rodemaker. So when Rodemaker came back out, I know yeah. some Florida State people were like, all right, we got our guy back. Like, this was a guy well, that you didn't trust at the beginning of the game, but, of course, now he's coming in. You know, and he, he look, he threw for 134. He's a, right. he's a junior, so he's been around mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, he hasn't played a ton, but it's not like you're throwing a freshman out there and it's like, you know, oh, my gosh, what do I do? This is someone who's been around the program and certainly had some mop-up duty, I'm sure. And, um, you know, he's, he's not Jordan Travis, but – He's shown that, you know, the, through two games anyway, he's, this is the guy that you can win with. Uh, so, uh, you know, until they don't win with him, you've got to give him a chance to, to keep going. Uh, the Louisville loss hurts them a little bit in terms of their strength of schedule, but if they're undefeated, they're still getting in. Uh, the right. thing that the Louisville loss did do was it locked Louisville into the Orange Bowl because now if Louisville wins, they go to the Orange Bowl as the ACC champion. If Louisville loses and Florida State's in the playoff, which they would be, then Louisville goes as the highest-ranked ACC team for that game. So they're in the Orange Bowl, win or lose, uh, unless the committee does something really weird like leave Florida State out of the playoff or drop Louisville behind NC State, uh, even though Louisville would have one more win, and that win being a road win at NC State. So um it's uh so that so that's actually one of the New Year's six positions. One of the twelve is locked up already with Louisville's loss this week. Okay, so if Texas just say Texas buries Oklahoma State or beats them by, you know, ten, fifteen points or better, and Alabama beats Georgia, because of Texas's win in Tuscaloosa, is that the scenario to where the SEC may not have anybody? I, I don't think Texas has to win by any amount greater than zero um, you know they don't right, have to right. win by 10 or 50 they, they they beat alabama at alabama so whatever texas's margin of victory is against oklahoma state isn't going to change the fact that they beat alabama at alabama so that's the problem you know they've been the ceiling for alabama in the rankings uh this season because the committee has always uh respected the head-to-head result when you have a pair of one-loss teams that played each other. Uh, once you get past one loss, uh, then it's a little more uh, up for grabs. But, um, you know, if Texas wins, they're probably going to finish ahead of Alabama in the rankings. And if Alabama beats Georgia, Alabama will be ahead of Georgia in the rankings, as they should be. So, you know, now you've got Alabama and Georgia both chasing Texas. 
you know, and if you have three undefeated teams still left, you know, Washington and Florida State and Michigan, then there's only room for one of those three. And that one would almost certainly be Texas. Great, great call right there. Folks, follow this guy on X, Jerry Palm, real easy to follow him, at J-P-P-A-L-M. So at J-P-Palm-C-B-S. That's it. At J-P-Palm-C-B-S. And you get Jerry Palm right there. All right, so uh, Georgia-Bama. Now let's get to the Big Ten because Michigan-Ohio State, that was a fun game. I mean, it was a good, solid game. We weren't disappointed. I know Ohio State fans, and I got a lot of them in my family, very, very disappointed with the outcome. And now knowing the writing on the wall, even though they sit at number six uh, going in, I mean, as far as the college they're, football. Are they number six in the polls? No, yeah, in the, in the poll is what they're in, the, yeah. the uh, coaches' yeah. poll, right. Yeah, because the committee so, comes out tomorrow with their Right, writing. exactly. So they're sitting six. But a lot of times uh, it's come out and it's been identical of the coaches' poll. So we'll see. But they have – go ahead. They, they do things a little bit – the committee's process is different. Um, so th- there's going to be similarities, of course, with the with the coaches poll and the AP poll, but they don't look at it. It doesn't influence them. They're, they're doing their own thing. I have Ohio State. I'm predicting them to come in fifth. Uh, they could be sixth. The committee has really liked this season, in particular, Ohio State and Oregon, and the that's the spot in the rankings where Ohio State figures to fall, to be right there with Oregon. And I just figure they could go either way with uh, Ohio State. They could have, leave them five or make them six. It doesn't really matter because it's going to pretty much be a ceiling for them. Um, because we, you know, right now there are no conference champions. And the committee's not assuming anything. They're just ranking them based on what they've done so far. Next week they'll have uh, five major conference champions to, to throw into that mix and winning a conference championship is part of the criteria. It's not everything. They're not picking a tournament of the four best conference champions, but if you, there's any doubt, if there's any indecision, it's, it's a tiebreaker and right. you could have 12 one Texas, you know, the PAC 12 champions going to be ahead of them. All those undefeated teams are going to be ahead of them. They're never going to be ahead of Michigan, even if they lose to Iowa. So Ohio state, I, I don't see a good path for them to the college football playoff. That doesn't involve tremendous chaos. Yep. No doubt about it. All right. So Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida state, that's the way the coaches poll came out. Then Oregon was five, but we know they play number three, Washington. That'll be in Vegas on Friday night. Who do you like in that game? Because Bo Nix probably comes off his best effort, as good as his season's been. That was nearly a perfect game against Oregon State that he played, and I think that catapulted him to the favorite as far as the Heisman. Even though Jaden Daniels has had you know, incredible numbers, let's remember a bunch of those numbers were against Georgia State and Army. Yeah, well, they, they had huge numbers against everybody. That, the LSU this year was the number one team in relative total offense and relative scoring offense by a wide margin. <laughs> they were a very explosive offense, but obviously their defense was really bad or they'd be undefeated. <laughs> you know, they, if it was just offense, you know, they'd be undefeated. Uh, it's, that's not the case, but they're the anti-Iowa, if you will. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I think that Bo Nix has got a, a tremendous chance to win the Heisman. Uh, if they beat Washington, uh, he'll probably win it. Um, but if Washington wins again, then you, I think you have to consider Michael Penix as well. 
I mean, those two guys have had tremendous seasons in the Pac-12. Um, you know, uh, Daniels is fabulous. Uh, he's certainly going to get a lot of attention. Um, Jordan Travis would probably be part of it if he hadn't gotten hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he would have been part of that discussion as well. Uh, but, yeah, tr- a great year for the Pac-12 going out in style. Uh, I like Oregon in this game. I just like the way they're playing. If Dan Lanning can just stay out of the way, if he can just get out of the way and let his guys do their thing, um, then I, I think Oregon can win. And if Oregon does win, then they should be in the college football playoff as the highest-rated one-loss team. Okay, I agree with you there. So Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, if they win, and then Oregon would be your four. Yeah, or Oregon-Washington winner. Yeah. So the so you have the, the, those five teams now control their own fate, for me, for the college football playoff is uh, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington, and Oregon. If uh, Michigan were to lose to Iowa, I know it's a long shot because Iowa doesn't score, but their defense is always pesky. If Iowa pulled the incredible upset at Lucas Oil there in Indianapolis, uh, any chance Texas or Bama? Yeah, I mean, I think that Michigan's got a problem at 12-1. and Their schedule hasn't been very good. Uh, they beat, obviously, Ohio State and Penn State. Those are, you know, two top ten teams. So, you know, those are really good. Uh, but they're going to be behind. You know, they're going to be behind Georgia. They're going to be behind um, Florida State. They're going to be behind the Pac-12 winner, most likely. So then they still have to be the best one-loss team sitting there. And, you know, if Texas is there and they're a conference champion and they're 12-1, and one, you know, that, that would have to give the committee some pause. So then you've got Michigan and Texas, um, one of which is a conference champion, um, and the other, you know, really had a pretty dominant season but then found a way to lose to Iowa. <laughs> you know, it's – Yep. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I think uh, – I don't really like Michigan's chances there. I've, I've been saying here for a few weeks, as it's become apparent that this, we have this real big logjam at the top with all of these undefeated and one-loss teams – that it was going to be hard for a one-loss non-champion of their conference to get into the college football playoff this year unless we get a ton of chaos this weekend. Last question. If Bama were to beat Georgia, say by a point, last second field, they win the SEC, Georgia suffers the first loss in 30 games, and uh, Michigan loses – is Oregon? Uh, you still have the, the Washington. Naturally, would be in if they were undefeated. If Oregon beats Washington, right. you still have Oregon ahead of a one-loss Georgia team. Uh, yes. If they're the cha- oh, if they're the champion. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Who did you say won that game? Yeah. If if Alabama beat Georgia, say by a point. No, no, no. The Washington Oregon game. Oh no, no. If Oregon beats Washington. Okay. So, so they- Oregon beats Washington. Yes, they're ahead. Um, so. Then the fourth spot is Alabama, Texas, you know, uh, Ohio State, probably not them, probably Texas. Because um, if Alabama beats Georgia, regardless of how badly they beat them, Alabama will be ahead of Georgia in the ranking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, so Georgia has to get high enough in the rankings that Alabama can get to third minimum. So think about what has to happen for that to happen. You know, go through. I mean, they got to go by Texas. They'd probably need Texas to lose. 
uh, I don't know how they get by. They need Florida State to lose. They might need Michigan to lose. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that need to happen to get Georgia back to four. Give me one upset that you feel can definitely happen, Jerry. One upset. Ooh. Um, okay, I'll say the one upset I think can definitely happen is Alabama over Georgia. That's the best chance. Um, and then I'll and, and I'll say like one A is Washington over Oregon, which is an upset because Oregon is somehow a nine and a half point favorite in that game. Crazy, um, I know that's crazy. Yeah. Yep, at Austin uh, Stadium, I get it. It's a testament to how those two teams have been playing. Like Washington keeps winning, but they keep winning by a little, and, and Oregon is laying waste to people lately. So I, I, I understand where that comes from, uh, but so that's I, that would qualify even by my definition of an upset, which is a little more than most people's uh that even fits my definition of an upset that washington winning is a almost 10 point underdog well i you know what jerry palm i always appreciate you man and even on a monday you come to bat for sports x radio one of these times you're going to be in vegas we're going to hang out i'm going to take you to dinner and uh and go kick it but really appreciate you on a monday night jerry palm cbs sports you're the best all right thank you appreciate jerry palm take a break Final break of hour number one. Come back with producer Mark Hoke. Keep things rolling. We're going all the way till 8 o'clock Pacific time. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM KDOM. We stream live on that Odyssey app. You're listening to SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson. I'll be right back. For the latest in the garden of evil. I'm going to be the greatest in the golden cathedral. I'll be praying for the faith as you lose. Boo-hoo. Hey, look, my This is Mark Hope's song. He uh, sings this all the time. Hey, Ma, look, I made it. I'm, are you kidding me? I'm producing Sports X Radio. It doesn't get any better than that. A little panic at the disco coming back here on a big show <laughs> Monday. Hey, got a, got a laugh out of you there, <laughs> Hoekster. That's funny. <laughs> That's oh, good if you stuff, only man. knew, KT. I, yeah, if I only knew. I, if you only knew that uh, uh, that Minnesota and Chicago would both be giving up three points each in this third quarter and you played their defense. You may have a chance in your fantasy football league. I don't know. Uh, the offense not doing much. Dobbs has two interceptions already for Minnesota, and they just came up about a yard short on a fourth down. They threw to Hawkinson, and uh, he just couldn't turn his shoulder. So the the Bears playing good, solid defense. Uh, Fields has been sacked a couple times, but he's thrown for 135. No touchdowns, no picks. They haven't turned it over as far as uh, interception-wise, and they haven't fumbled it. So the Bears... You know, doing what they can. D.J. Moore has five receptions for 42. Roshan Johnson, four for 40, and he's carried twice for eight yards. Fields has carried four times for 21 yards, and he's thrown for the 135. But both teams have a field goal. That's where we're at, 12.07 to go in the third quarter. Bears get the ball back after the stop. Uh, Santos did miss a field goal in the first half there for the Bears, and he was he was 19 of 20, and he missed a chip shot for him and uh, made a second shot. But uh, 3-3 three to three and 12.07 to go. In the third quarter, the last game of all these great football games. Well, they weren't all great, but they were uh, a lot lot of NFL football. And uh, we'll get to a lot of these games in hour number two. Got a few minutes here to finish up hour number one. Let me go to the scoreboard. And Mark and I are going to talk in detail our own take as far as the college football playoffs. We'll get into UNLV's UNLV's game as well. Uh, We'll do all of that in hour number two. Only have a few minutes here. Uh, let me duck in some scores right now as far as things going on. And there's a ton of 
stuff going on as far as on the college hardwood. But, I mean, there have been nonstop games. I mean, it's just unbelievable. You you could stay up 24 hours and literally have six TVs, and you couldn't stay on top of all the college basketball Division One that's going on. Three games are final already in the NBA, and we got to get this score in there for the hoaxer. Sixers, 138, the Lakers, 94. Are you kidding me? Oh, really? 44-point 40, win in Philly for the Sixers over the Lakers. Minus six. Total was 231. The game still hits 232. That's incredible. Wow, that's too bad. I feel that's bad for LeBron. No, you don't. You no, don't. Not at all. I hate the Lakers. Not at all, hoaxer. Not as much as the Celtics. <laughs> There you go. I know. Wizards, 126-107. They win in the Motor City. Beat up on Chris Wynn's, uh Pistons. C. Uh, Wynn, by the way, will be in studio tomorrow along with Rob Rishi. KT taking off for his wife Christina's birthday. Uh, special day. Got to take care of the lady that takes care of KT for sure. Uh, Trailblazers beat the Pacers in Indianapolis. 12-point dogs, and Portland wins it by a score of 114-110. That game stays well under the 241. Jazz and Pelicans going right now up in Utah. Jazz up 10, 44-34, still 7.05 to go first half against Nolans. Uh, the Pelicans there in town in the altitude. And then the Clippers at home against the defending champion Nuggets. Clips minus 10.5, total 217 from L.A. Uh, it is a final, though. i got to duck this one in because I looked at this, and I'm really upset I didn't play it. The Oakland Golden Gri- Grizzlies, a uh, pretty good program throughout the years. Uh, Camp, uh, the, the coach, there forever. And uh, they played Xavier. And it's not a great Xavier team this year. Musketeers were favored by 15 in Cincinnati, and they lose outright to Oakland, 78-76 the final. Uh, Wisconsin blew out Western Illinois, 71-49 Rutgers. Uh, wins the Battle of Jersey rather easily. This time beat St. Peter's Peacocks, who uh, don't have that upstart team that they had that made the tournament a few years ago. 71-40, to 40, the final there. Fordham blew out Manhattan 93-61 in Northwestern. 89-67, they crushed Northern Illinois. And uh, those are games that were going at the half. Fresno State does lead Santa Barbara 31-29 as we uh, look at a few of those games. Buffalo went into Madison Square Garden. The Rangers have been playing great hockey, but Buffalo just Buried them today as a plus 210 dog. Uh, five to one the final in that game. The total was six everywhere. So uh, that game ends up pushing the total. And Columbus beat Boston five to two. They were a plus 250. So you could have Buffalo plus 210 and, and Columbus plus 250. They both come in. Nice little parlay there as the Rangers and Bruins go down. The Rangers, by the way, beat the Bruins on Saturday at the Garden seven to four. Last time they scored seven goals on the Bruins was like eons ago. Florida shutting out Ottawa 5 nothing. Minute 40 to go third period, so that game's done. Uh, Colorado after one leads Tampa Bay one nothing, And no score, Vegas and Calgary. Underway seven and a half minutes in. We'll keep an eye on that one. Vegas went off at the Westgate Superbook, a minus 125. Six to total. Washington and San Jose from the Shark Tank. Coming up in a little bit, Washington, the Caps, minus 240. Five and a half your total. That is a look at the scores right now. As far as uh, what's going on, keeping an eye on that football game, 3-3, three to three, Bears and Vikings, third quarter action. It is Ken Thompson. It is producer Mark Hoke. We will be back. Hour number two, tons to talk about, including a lot of college football. And we're going to get right to the uh, to our, our little uh, scenarios. There's a lot of them. And then we're going to get into UNLV and Boise State. That's a big game right here at Allegiant Stadium. So lots to talk about. NFL will get into hoax. Yes, his Eagles came back and beat Buffalo. What a great game that was. We'll talk about that and many more of the Raiders as well. SportsX Radio 101.5 FMK Dawn. We stream live on that Odyssey app. Hour number two coming right up. You're listening to SportsX Radio right here on Odyssey.
Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. All right, KT back, PSBR Law Studios, hour number two, PSBR Law, the best in personal injury for a long time in SoCal, year number four here in the Vegas Valley, strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice, 702 area code, you got down 830-9353, the best in personal injury, 830-9353, Brian Panish, my good pal, senior partner over there at PSBR Law, like I said, Southern Cal for a long time, year number four here in the Vegas Valley, uh, remember, uh, also, I want to get this in so I don't forget, uh, Preventative Diagnostic Center. And you talk about taking care of your heart and taking advantage of the heart CT scan and calcium score. I'm telling you, if I had Auburn Moneyline on Saturday, I'd have been done. My heart had been over. I mean, that is just crushing. And I know there's people that had <laughs> Auburn on the money oh, line. Oh, God. Fourth and 31, that. hoaxer. I mean, it's, it's just incredible. And that's well, why I went back and I watched that, that replay several times. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Wait a minute, how does this guy only have single coverage? I, I get it, he's in the end zone, but you have all these guys back. You had nine guys back. you got to have at least two guys on every receiver, and they didn't. And, again, a perfect pass and an excellent catch by Bond in the back of the end zone, but it's just uh, inexcusable to only have one guy on a receiver, well, especially Bond. And, Bond is Bond and, uh, and Burton. Those are their top two guys without and, Bowers and, in there. And, Ken, what was the line on the game? Uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, I, I, Bowers, uh, Georgia. Um, the line on the game was uh, Alabama 24-and-a-half. I think it went down to 24. Okay, because that so it was an easy cover. <laughs> okay, because I was just wondering because that late uh, that late interception tacked another seven points on there, or six points on. Remember, because yeah. they, they had a pick six at the end. So Right. I was just curious what the line was. Yeah. It well, didn't no, affect no, the line. They, yeah, but no, they, they, they took that off the board. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah. Because and and I saw it live, and what the, that would have actually covered the second half, had Alabama ran that in and won by nine. Oh man, it would have covered the second half. But he apparently stepped out of bounds, I think, on the two yard line oh. as he planted to to lose the defender and take it in the end zone. And so yes, yeah, so people that had Alabama second half uh, came up short that way. Uh, just yeah, crazy. Always the game within the game. Sides, totals, you see it on Scott Van Pelt on ESPN, the bad beats. Uh, Brad Powers will talk about him. He'll uh, email out about him, and uh, trust me, he follows every single game. Can't wait to talk to Brad on Thursday night. Looking forward to that. Wednesday, of course, Steiner's Pub. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Chris Wynn going to be sitting in with Rob Rishi. They will be in studio with Mark Hoke. And uh, then Friday, hopefully, if things pan out, KT will be at the Pac-12 championship game live with uh, reports over there at Allegiant Stadium. And there's a chance that uh, Jose Volante could be in on Friday. But uh, oh, I'll no. back from Jose, yes. Well, you're, you're going to try and stick me with Chris Wynn and Jose Volante on the same week? Yeah. No, I know. You are a dirty son of a gun. Yep. God, I quit. 
Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, hold on. Somebody was uh, just uh, texting me on on the Alabama. Yeah, so Alabama was, okay, so the closing, it was 20, I, I may have been looking at the, uh, boy, I'm, I'm just trying to think, the the line on the game, uh, somebody just texted me and said the line on the game was 13 on Alabama favorite. So it may have dropped so, down, but I, I thought so it was a lot higher it. than that. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, it wouldn't have affected right. It wouldn't have affected the uh, the side. Only the second half Alabama cover because I want to say I think they were minus five, five and a half in the second half, and that would have covered if they uh, counted that touchdown. Initially, they put it up, and uh, then it was negated. I guess they went back, and you know they'll look at all those scoring plays, which is uh, you know because there's a lot of money on these games now in a lot of states that you can play from. It's not just Nevada any longer. And so uh, yeah, yeah, I got that, 13 and a half, 13 and a half. Okay. So there you go. And that, thanks to uh, my good pal, Larry Ragusa, who texted me, I don't know where I saw 24 and a half. Might, might've been a, might've been, gosh, dang. I don't, I have no idea where I saw that. I saw something 24 and a half uh, Auburn, 24 and a half. And me, maybe when they were down in the game or something early or it something, been maybe the it was an game. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> There's no question. Just go with that. There you go. All right. Uh, so I want to get into the, the college football with you, Hoekster, and then we'll get into the NFL. But you're t- for, first off, we know that Georgia's in if they win. We know Washington's in if they win. Florida State, I agree with Jerry. How can you keep them out? If they go and take care of Louisville, and I get it, what he's talking about as far as Louisville, Louisville be locked into the Orange Bowl even if they lose because they're going to be the highest-ranked team out of the ACC. So they'll go because Florida State would jump into the playoffs. So it's kind of – Kind of crazy there. By the way, the Bears have taken a 6-3 lead over the Vikings in one of the old NFC, uh, you know, North-type games back in the day. Those used to be the games back in the uh, 60s and 70s. You'd, you'd see these 6-3 games, 9-3, 6-3, 12-3, because they'd get field goals. A lot of those were outdoor uh, games. This game's indoors, so you have no excuse there. But the Bears are leading 6-3. to three. So if you have the Bears plus the 3, which is what it closed at, uh, over there at the Westgate Superbook and pretty much everywhere in Vegas. Total 43.5. Good luck with that. If you have the over, you're in a lot of trouble. Hopefully everybody's got the under in that game. But uh, uh, we know Georgia's good. We know uh, Florida State should be good, like Jerry said, because if they go 13-0, and you know, you can't keep them no, out. And I know no, Louisville's, not the, Louisville's not the Louisville's you know, not the greatest team. They're, they had a loss to Pittsburgh, and then they end up losing that game to Kentucky, and they led that game by double digits twice and uh, just couldn't hold off Kentucky. And a big turnover in that game and a big return for Kentucky. And the Wildcats end up winning it outright. And so that takes a you – know, what it does is it takes any hope away from Louisville fans right as soon as that game ends because they know even though we only have one loss, we can't, we can't get in now. We have two losses. Yeah, so they, they, they had no spoil. hope anyway. They right. had no and hope. More or less, you're right. I mean, There was no way they were getting past any of those teams with one losses. No. You, you were going to put Louisville in over Ohio State? I mean, just, yeah. to, just to pick one of them? No way. Right. right. No, I get it. Uh, okay, so Ohio State, I, I just don't see any way they can get in. Oh, there's ways. It, but it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. You're, you're probably – see, this is, this is where that's going to get tricky because I, Ohio State – has, okay, so for, they need Florida State to lose. So Florida they definitely, State loses, yeah, they're out. You got to get yeah, Florida. FSU's, FSU's out if they lose. We know that. Yeah, I, I think that's one they've got to get. Um, 
Alabama. See, see, this is where it's going to get tricky. If Alabama, it's almost, it's almost better. Here's the thing: it's almost better for Ohio State that Michigan kills Iowa. Because if Iowa beats Michigan, it just shows that the Big Ten could be fraudulent. Mm. Somewhat, you know what I mean? I mean, if if Iowa beats Michigan, then that that loss, the only loss that Ohio State has, if it's not to an undefeated team. That's going to take some some brownie points off. Yeah, I don't. I I think what the this is. I think what's going to be really interesting tomorrow is where you Ohio State ends up in the playoff poll because when you take a look at you really take a look at Oregon's resume and I yeah I know they've been lighting it up over the past few games but when you compare those resumes between Ohio State and and Oregon, you know, Oregon really doesn't have anything outside of the conference. They played Texas Tech well, and won by what eight. Do you mean? Well, outside of the conference, that's major, though. That's major. You're talking about all these teams that were in the top 25 all year. What does the Big Ten have? They have Penn State and Michigan. That's it. The rest of that, team, the rest of that conference sucks. Well, and who, Oregon, okay, listen, so Iowa's well, Iowa the worst 10-2 and two team in the history of college football. They're still 10-2 and two in the top 20. I'm saying it, the worst, and, 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 you, and, and they lost and, to Penn look, State thirty-one nothing. I mean, come on, man! But, this offense, this offense couldn't score more than you know twenty points in a game. They well, just could. It's, it's still a ten-win team, Ken. You're, you, and yeah, and, but and, look, yeah, if but I play, well, the, if I play the sisters of the poor, I could be ten and 0, 10 and two too. Ooh. If you could be, look, if you, if you, no, no, okay, no, cause, no, what, you're no, just, because listen, let me just tell you something. You're North Dakota State, right? So you're taking what you tell me in FCS football, and now you're changing it because it's FBS. Okay, so you're telling me North Dakota State they're in the they're in the Missouri Valley. So look, even a three loss, you know, North Dakota State team is better than this other team that's that's got you know a, a way better record, right? And they went in and they crushed this team sixty six to three. Whoever they beat on on Saturday, but I'm saying with the teams that are remaining, you're saying North Dakota State because they're playing all these tough teams, right? So that's what Oregon's doing. Oregon's going through a gauntlet of playing all these good teams. What is Ohio State doing? Playing Indiana. And Illinois and Northwestern, nothing against those teams, but those teams are all down this year. They are all down. Penn State, you know, what did they do? They they get beat by Ohio State and they got pummeled by Michigan at home. No, they didn't get pummeled. That game was close too. That was nine point game, and they got handed a touchdown at the end by another dumb James Franklin. Hey, let's uh, go for it on the thirty yard line. Okay, so, so but, yeah, but realistically, but, but, but here's, well, here, if Iowa but, but here's, beats Michigan, but, but here's it's, where, it's bad for Ohio State. If Iowa beats Michigan, it's bad. It's bad for Ohio State because it takes away oh, from oh, oh, if Iowa beats Michigan. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. I, I, you know, the one thing I think that if you're if you're taking those two resumes, they're fairly close because Ohio State, you know, also went out and beat Notre Dame too, and you can say, well, that was close. They, they went into Notre Dame and won, so it's going to be. I mean. And and the other thing about the Pac twelve and that I'm not and I'm not saying the conference was bad, but who ended up third in the conference? Arizona. Eh. You know, and some of the teams some of those teams played did not play to expectations, Ken, and I think you know that. Oh yeah, no, there's, you know, there's so, no question. You know, so it's it's not if if I'm putting and, and that's why I'm saying it's gonna be really interesting tomorrow to see who ends up five and who ends up six. You know, and you, you make a good point, too, and I talked about this, too. Oregon is that dominant at Autzen Stadium. 
And I know there are a couple of players down. They lost a few players during the year, but still, they they are just that is one of the greatest home field advantages in all of college football. There is no question. But they have the speed on the turf, and they get that crowd going. Lanning's done a hell of a job there. Now, it is weird, right? I mean, here it is. They're playing an undefeated Washington team that beat them the first time, albeit that they survived a field goal that I keep talking about that was going right down the middle. Somehow it veers, barely misses by maybe two inches to the right. Uh, was up high enough, but uh, was no good. And Oregon, I think they shut Washington out the fourth quarter in that game. I mean, they were the better team in the second half. But they end up losing the game, so give Washington credit. They got that game, and they've won several close games. That game, the Apple Cup game, was tough for them against Wazoo. Wazoo brought in, brought their, uh, you know, pretty good game there. Not their A game, but a but a B plus game, and hung in there. Uh, so for them to, like Jerry said, to be nine and a half point favorites on a neutral field, that's that's a lot. And I, I would not lay it. I agree with Jerry. I would take the points. In fact, if you can buy it up to ten, I would do that. Uh, not that I don't think Oregon's a better team. I do. I think they're a better team, and I know the first game was in Seattle. But I would never lay nine and a half in a game like this. And Bo Nix is playing out of his mind. The game he played against Oregon State was as perfect a game as I've seen a quarterback play in a long time. I mean, I don't think he made a mistake. Maybe one. And uh, really, really solid. And I thought that kind of helped him as far as pick up some ground on Jaden Daniels. Because we knew Daniels' stats are through the roof there for LSU. There's no question. Uh, he's rushed for over a thousand yards. Nobody's close to that. No quarterback's close to that. And uh, you know, Nick has eight touchdowns on the ground, but he's thrown for a bunch. Uh, but they played. You know, I don't want to say they played a tougher schedule than LSU, but LSU has lost three games, and so that kind of takes some luster off uh, what Daniels has done. And and he did put up a lot of. He put up eight touchdowns in the game against Georgia State. Uh, a bunch against Army, although they did get him out. He didn't play the entire game. So, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see how that, all that goes. But I think Oregon or Washington, the winners, we know Washington if they win, they're in. We know Georgia if they win, they're in. And we know if Florida State wins, they're in. Yeah, right? the un, if the undefeated's hold, it's, it's right. over. It's, it's you know, over. The, the question's going to be which – it's gonna be fun because it, it might depend on which one of those teams, if they lose, goes out. Because if Georgia – if you know, and, and I 100% agree with Jerry. If Georgia loses to Bama – Texas is in, and both of the SEC teams are out. Mm. Have to be. How how well, could you not? Right, because that, right. because the you three, ha- the other three undefeateds win. You're right. Because you have to put Georgia under Alabama, because Alabama will have beaten them, and Texas crushed Alabama. What and and Texas, if they as long as they win their conference championship, how can you not? How could you send one of those SEC teams over Texas? You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. So that would that would you know propel Texas in there for sure. You know, and then and then after that, it's you know, and and then God forbid, you know, Florida State loses. Now you get into some fun. I mean, because now you're going to be saying, you know, Washington, even if they would lose to Oregon, is going to be saying we only lost one game and we beat, we still beat Oregon. You know, and Ohio State's going to be saying, well, we lost to the number could be number one team in the country. Yes, and, and on the road, I, and that's and, why and, I asked, I asked Jerry. I said, if if Georgia lose, say Georgia, Georgia's winning. And they lose on a last-second field goal, right? So that's their first loss. In their, and I know you're only supposed to take this year. But here's a juggernaut that's won 29 straight games. They lose, say, in the, on the last play, and Bama beats them. Uh, maybe you know not as crazy as they beat Auburn this last game, but Bama beats them by a point or two. So there's Georgia. They, they have that one loss. That's why I'm wondering if, uh, 
you know, one of these other one-loss teams, like even even a Texas. I know Texas will have beaten Alabama. Boy, I, I, I guess you, you start looking, okay, where is Georgia's quality win then, right? And it's not. And here, here's what they did, Ken, and I've got their schedule right here. Okay. Tennessee Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, and then the other out-of-conference, uh, UAB, and then uh, and Georgia Tech, who they only right. beat by eight, by the way. You're right. That's a very that's, that, that, that's that the is, weakest. Yeah, that's the that's one of the weakest. And that's why I'm saying that Ohio State is still very much in this picture mm-hmm. because they've got you know you you have a loss to what would probably be the number one team in the country in their in their house by six. Beat Penn State. Beat beat Notre Dame. You know that's those are those are some pretty powerful victories right there. Do so, you think Texas has to bury Oklahoma State? No. No, I think they just got to win. I, I, th- I think it. I think it really helps them if they bury Oklahoma State. Oh, it would certainly help, but I. Right. I don't think it matters. I, I think that they would need they they need Bama to win that game because then all of a sudden that vaults Texas and you wipe Georgia out. They're done because that put Texas ahead. Of, that would put Texas ahead of Alabama. Then Alabama's ahead of Georgia, and that's that's a done deal. So Texas just needs to win that game. I, I wouldn't even worry about a blowout. Just get in there and win it. You know, you make a good point, though, too, because let's remember week two, and I, I always bring this game up, and people forget about this game, and it was the Oregon at Texas Tech game. Mm-hmm. It's a Texas Tech team that Texas just beat by 50. Yep. All right, 57 to 7. Oregon was losing that game. They won by with eight. Less than two, with less than two minutes to go, they were losing outright. Mm-hmm. They score hit the extra point, they're up one, 31-30. They get the pick six with less than a minute to go and run it in, so it ends up 38-30. So people are like, okay, week two, no big deal. They found a way to win. Lubbock, tough place. I get it. And they covered. So if it ended up 31-30, people are focused in on that game more. But they're not because it's 38-30. They covered, but it was a fluky cover, and they were fortunate to win the game. And that's a team Texas just beat by 50. It would be interesting if Florida State bows out and Texas and Oregon both win, say Oregon beats Washington a close game and Texas buries Oklahoma State. See, there's a, there's another argument there, and that's why I'm saying when you if you're taking Texas and Ohio State and Oregon and you really take these resumes apart, Ken, they're awfully close. And then you start taking some comparative scores. You've got Texas, you know, and you have that comparative score with Texas Tech between Tech and, and Oregon, and then, you know, and, at, and Tech beat Alabama, and then you look at Ohio State with, you know, quality wins against Penn State and and, and Notre Dame, and you're kind of like, you know, all of a sudden Oregon isn't looking that good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, you you got a recency bias there, but you got to look at the whole season. So. Yeah. yeah you, know, one, then, the, you know, and then Florida State's going to probably be sitting there saying, I mean, they're they're going to be ticked. But you know you can't lose to Louisville at the, you know at the end here can't. Now plus yeah, they're gonna plus they're gonna it, it, they won't say it but you know having the backup quarterback's gonna get held against them. So yeah this is this is this, like I said this poll coming out is gonna be is gonna really show where the committee is with this next group. You know and then and then you know if Oregon beats Washington, we know Washington's gonna be sitting there saying, well, what about us too? Mm-hmm. If if some chaos happens. And, but you know their resume is not that good either. So, it, you know, I kind of I kind of like Texas Ohio State over the 
over the Pac-12 teams. I really do. Yeah, I mean, and then you start looking at the conferences, though, right? And, and Texas, I, I will say, their only loss to Oklahoma was with 15 seconds remaining in a game that they that they led that you were through for 346. Uh, Brooks rushed for 129. I mean, they, they played a, a good game, and they thought they had it, but Oklahoma came down. Dylan Gabriel led that through a long drive, and, and they got the game winner with 15 seconds left. That was way back on October the 7th. Uh, they had a couple close games when Ewers went down. They ended up beating Kansas State in overtime, 33-30. to And then at TCU, another field goal game, 29-26. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you just uh, you start looking. At, and you're right. And people are looking at the quarterback play in the Pac-12. Yes, it was flashy. And, yes, there were a lot of guys that threw for a lot of yardage. But you're right. USC was a disappointment and dropped a bunch of games. Uh, they looked good out of the gate, got out 6-0. and and then Notre Dame dismantled them, and uh, USC never recovered from that. And UCLA, you know, down this stretch, they weren't that good. Oregon State, they end up losing four games, you know, when it's all said and done. And, uh, you know, or, give Oregon credit. Oregon beat them pretty good on Saturday. So Yeah, I mean, you, um, yeah, if you start going down the Pac-12, it's Washington, Oregon. Arizona somehow ended up third in that conference, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which, and everybody's, kind of, you know, and not to take away from them, but, you know, if you're, Taking a look at like the third place teams in a lot of the conferences, Arizona's getting beat by just about all of them. You know, just to be realistic, you know, Oregon State, you know, fell apart here at the end. Utah was getting it done, but with a backup quarterback, SC fell apart. UCLA, <laughs> yeah, but Arizona was a backup quarterback, but he turned out to be pretty darn good. Fafita yeah. turned out to be really good. Yeah, he was the one. Well, he played last year, though, didn't he? He was the one that yeah, I'm, he played, I played a little bit. Yeah, but he won the. But Delora played most of the last year. Yeah. So, most of last year. Yeah, so you start going down there. I mean, everybody was talking about Washington State. They ended up five and seven. Then Washington just got by them at home last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can. Th- th- this is the fun part about being. Maybe the fun part of being on the committee because you know, if if I was sitting there, I could punch holes in everybody's resume, all of them. That's why a twelve-team playoff would be so awesome. That's this right. Year. That's right. It really would. And that's why. Yeah. So we'll we'll take a break and come back. And we'll finish up and then uh, get into the NFL because I know you want to talk about your egos, and we do have to touch on the Raiders. Uh, I want to get your opinion as far as uh, Antonio Pierce, if you think he's going to be the guy. I know there's still uh, you know, six games left, um, but we'll talk about that when we get back. But it is interesting. We'll finish up on the playoff discussion when we come back. Before we go there, I mean, that Alabama-Auburn game, oh, again, if you, had, if, you had Alabama, if you had Alabama money line, and you were laying all that money, whatever it was, on the money line. I don't even know what it was, but it had to be hundreds to win a hundred. So you're thinking, I'm done. Fourth and 31, your heart had to be in your throat. Well, no sense worrying about your heart because we got the Preventative Diagnostic Center. So if you're demographically age 40 to 72 years of age, you're pretty fortunate, even if you did have to sweat out that Bama-Auburn game because – We've got the only scanner of its kind in the region. It gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. It is the Preventative Diagnostic Center. Dr. John Pierce has it going on. This is year number four here in the Vegas Valley. Give a call now. Leave your name and number. They'll get back to you. They'll schedule that free educational consultation. Make sure you tell them KT Sports X Radio sent you. You know the 702 for Vegas, 534-7900. Easy number to remember, 534-7900, 534-7900. Comfortable scan takes a few minutes. A few days later, you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. Heart CT scan and calcium score special. That's what I'm talking about. Get you in the door. Check things out. Even if you only do this and you know 
that your heart is in good shape. Find out. Make sure those arteries aren't clogging up. Uh, heart CT scan and calcium score. It's a $600 value for $125. Your significant other, they go absolutely free. So the two of you get in there, $1,200 value, total $125. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. PDCenterLV.com. You can go there. You can check out the scanner. There's some FYI questions answered there. But schedule that free educational consultation, 534-7900. Take a break. Come back. Ken Thompson, producer Mark Hoke. It is a big show Monday, SportsX Radio, live from Vegas. We'll be right back. Foo Fighters coming back, the Pretender. Mark Hoke's putting the hits on a big show Monday. KT and Mark Hoke talking some college football. And uh, so I'm going to throw some scenarios at the Hokester oh, and see what it. he's got. Yes, do this it. is good. Okay, Hokester. You got you got a pen there because you, know, you might need it just to, so you can look down at it. Uh, Georgia okay. loses. Mm, Georgia loses. Michigan loses. <laughs> Washington, okay. lo- Washington loses. Okay. And Florida State loses. All four lose. All Jesus. four of the top four. Okay, so they're all. Let me let me get my rankings here. Real yeah, quick. exactly. Let me get my. Well, rankings. there's only only eight teams really. By the way, you by know, the way, can or, I can I stall for one second on something real quick? Yeah. Do ahead. you know um, Iowa beat Iowa State this year? Iowa State was uh, fourth or fifth in the uh, Big Twelve. Slide throw that. They what did beat. They mean? did. They were fourth or fifth in the Big you're, Twelve. What you're is banging that? on Iowa State. That? Iowa said they didn't do anything. They beat Iowa State. Good for them. Okay. All right. Everybody gets a trophy. Beautiful. They won. They Georgia won loses. Okay, Michigan Georgia loses. loses Washington out. loses. And Florida State loses. Who's in? Michigan. I think Michigan will probably stay. Well, Georgia loses. That will probably put Texas in. That would take Alabama out. Or Washington would lose. So that would put, probably put Oregon in. Uh... Come on, Hoax. I'm probably, I mean, just off the top of my head, I would say that would probably leave, hmm, uh, probably be Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon, Texas. Yeah. That's probably okay. how it will work out. Okay, so so stay with that now. Georgia loses, Washington loses, Florida State loses, Michigan wins. They're the only one in the top four that wins. And then Texas loses to Oklahoma State. <laughs> wow. Um, so that would probably put Alabama in in that scenario. Texas will be out. You said Washington loses? Right. Oregon's in. Everybody loses. The top four lose except for Michigan. So we know Michigan's in. But does that help Ohio State then jump yeah, in? Yeah, Ohio State's in then. Yep. So absolutely. you'd have two from the Big Ten. I have two from Binghamton in the last, yes. in the last scenario, too. Absolutely. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, so, so Ohio State, I mean, they're sitting there, and they're just, like, hoping total chaos. They actually literally, I mean, seriously, they really want Michigan to win because you want your only loss to be to an undefeated team. Right. Right. Right, and, and, that's then, what and, and then hope you have a chance. Can you imagine if they sneak in and then get a chance to play Michigan they again? Would, 
that there is a good chance. And look, if Alabama beats them, that would probably. I think they need Florida. I mean, Florida State loses. I think that opens the door for them. You know, the, the Georgia loss opens the door for Texas, but I think the Florida State loses. That probably opens the door for for Ohio State. Because look, Ken, if you're going to take let's let's say you compare Ohio State to Washington, who are you taking on neutral field in that game? I mean, come on, Ohio State's probably at least a touchdown favorite, right? Yeah. Ohio State is, is a really good team, so yeah. If Florida State's out, you know, who would you who would you, t- who would you take on a neutral field Oregon and Ohio State? Oh, I would. Yeah. That's a tough one. I would see. I would probably, take Oregon. I would because the way, of the offense. The way Oregon's playing right now, I think, and I think they got a little better quarterback play. I'd probably go a Oregon. A little bit, a little better quarter play. Come on, you're talking about the Heisman Trophy winner if they indeed. Uh, if they knock off Washington and Bo Nix plays another stellar game, clean game, a clean sheet, no t- no uh, interceptions, I think that's that's what will catapult him ahead of Jaden Daniels. Because yeah. to me, Dan- Daniels' statistics are there. But again, but I, people are going to remember what they saw last, and LSU's not doing anything this weekend. But I'll tell you what, I'll take Ohio State skill players over Oregon skill players. Would you? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! Bucky, I'll Bucky throw to Marvin Harrison all day. Oh, long. Oh yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, he's yeah. okay. I'll all throw. Right. I'll, I'll take that. But you know, quarterback matchup. Yeah, I definitely would take Knicks. Defense is interesting too because Oregon flies to the ball. I'm telling you, yeah, those, those, oh, I think defense they're impressive. is so good, so good. No, it gave up thirty to Michigan. So. Yeah, well, Michigan's Michigan's offense. Good luck. I I, I wish everybody luck stopping that offense. That those guys are just unbelievable all around, especially the running okay. game. Jeez, amazing. Okay, so so Notre Dame, Notre Dame again. That that's the that that last second win against uh, Notre Dame. That's that's what's keeping Ohio State alive. Because other than that, there's really there's no team in the Big Ten. Like think about anybody you played in the Pac-12, you had to fear them scoring points. In the Big Ten, you don't fear, outside of Ohio State and Michigan, you don't fear anybody scoring. You could say Penn State, I guess, they always beat up on the Schlepp Rocks. I mean, you beat up on, but they can't beat Michigan or Ohio State. They can't score on those two teams. Yeah, they scored on everybody else. Right. Which is funny. But, I, but, but, but I'm saying, no, well, everybody else is who? And then you look at their non-conference schedule, too, as a joke, right? Well, West Virginia ended up being, uh, what, 8-4 this year? There you go. Like good, I said, they, they had a good a season. I know. Sure it is. Okay. They, they, they're one win away from playing for that conference title, buddy. Stop. Come on. Well, well, what it, Look, what you mean? asked me a question. I gave about? you an answer. West Look at Virginia. the standings. Please stop. Ken Thompson, stop. come on. You're All right, please. Please. What would you <laughs> – that's funny. What would you make, uh, I don't know, say USC and West Virginia? Because USC is 7-5. and five. They bury West Virginia. I'm, Unless the game is in Morgantown. I, I would – <laughs> on a neutral, on a neutral. Oh, yeah, USC I go USC over West Virginia, sure. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so USC is going to finish what fifth or sixth in the Pac-12, right? You know, you know what the interesting thing about USC is? God, they just had a defense. Yeah, but you know, they but they played in a conference where they could get outscored. You know, it's 
Man, but but it would be interesting take USC over to the Big Ten and have them play Michigan's defense, Ohio State's defense, and Penn State's defense. What here, happens the, in that scenario? You know, thing, that, that, you, well, listen, you you talked to you poo pooed uh, Arizona finishing third, right? Arizona, if they don't screw up against USC, this is before USC started losing games. Arizona should have beat USC. They had them down. They did. In the fourth quarter, continuously. And uh, SC came back and won that game in triple overtime. It was the first time they led, like, in forever. So if Arizona wins that game, they finish 10-2. and two. And I'm telling you, that kid Fafita is just unreal. Oh, I yeah, mean, I liked him. I, saw, I remember seeing him against North Dakota State last year. Saved their butts. Because mm-hmm. NDSU had him. Just like throw that out. All right, so, okay, last scenario, and then we'll uh, – We'll say, okay. Hit me. So, all right. Do it. Here, Do it, Ken right. Thompson on SportsX all Radio. Right. All right. So, Georgia Georgia loses to Bama. Boy, you love having Georgia lose. It's great. Well, because it's the only way to bring Bama and Texas in there. Okay. Okay. Michigan wins. Mm-hmm. Washington wins. They're in. And Florida State loses. So, you got so you have Michigan and Washington are in. If Georgia loses and Florida State loses, who do you put in there? Texas. And yeah, it's Ohio State again. You put Ohio State over Oregon. How can you? They're going to win. No, you Oregon's said Washington. Gonna... No, you'd have Washington. You oh, said that's Washington, right. Washington wins. So that's Oregon right. loses. Washington. So right. Yep. Those two. So it's Michigan, Washington, Texas, Oregon, and Ohio State. There you go. Yes, there you so go. it would be. Yep. There. You, okay. So every Bama, scenario you gave so, me, so Bama, I've got Ohio State in. Every one of them. Every one of them. So, so if anybody loses, you got Ohio State. You can't. Not any. Well, not anybody. No, only you Washington need, need, can lose, need, and then Oregon's going to need right? two. You need Florida State. You need Florida State to lose. Florida State would be a mandatory loss. Georgia losing helps, but but I think that. But like I said, I think the Georgia loss would put Texas in because of all you know how the the strength of schedule works out. I think anybody else mm. going down. Uh, well, not Michigan going down, but. Yeah, Florida State goes down, or Ohio State takes the spot. So, so okay. So, if only Georgia loses, is the SEC out? Yes. Texas takes the spot. I think Texas would take the spot over Oregon. Oh no, that's right. Oh, Washington because, because Washington would right, beat right, them. Right. Yes, You're right. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, so there is a chance that the SEC could be out, and there is a chance the Big Ten can have two. Uh, is there a chance the SEC can get both Georgia? What if, again, oh. Alabama? They, yeah, Alabama wins oh. by a point. Georgia, so then they no, need because, because Michigan if, if, wins. Listen, Michigan wins. No, because you're still taking. Michigan and Washington win. Okay. Florida State loses. You need Texas to lose. Texas has got to lose for Alabama to have any chance. Got it. Okay. But the, but then that even but that makes Alabama look even worse, right? That makes Alabama look even worse. Plus, they, yeah, plus if, then if plus they then they'll Georgia, have two, though, plus then they have two losses if they if if you if Georgia beats them. No, no, yeah, no, not not if not if Georgia beats if Bama Bama would have to beat Georgia is the only way that they, they I'm saying if Georgia loses by a point, so that's their only loss. Georgia, but Georgia still loses, which puts Texas above them. Now Texas would have to lose as well, and then it get then that's a that's a mess. But I think Ohio State slides in then anyway. But then but then Washington but then Washington's got an argument. We're a one loss team. Yeah. 
Okay, so what what do you think will happen? What I think is happening, I think Georgia's going to win. Michigan's going to win. I think Oregon's going to win. That toss, the Florida State game, uh, I'm still going to lean Florida State. So right well, now. You never, you never saw so many people taking in a two-loss Louisville game, a, a Louisville <laughs> team, and, and rooting. I mean, you got fan bases all over rooting for Louisville. Yeah. I, I just, after watching what Alabama did with, with Auburn, I, I just can't see Georgia losing to them. I could a couple weeks ago, but after that, no. I I think Michigan is not going to have a problem with Iowa. With what Penn State did to them, this is the only – Ohio State didn't play Iowa either. Penn State destroyed them, destroyed them. So I, I think Michigan's going to crush them. I think, I think Oregon beats Washington and Florida State. I, I got to lean Florida State over Louisville. So I have Washington falling out, Oregon going in, and unfortunately Texas and Ohio State are going to get left out. And Texas is going to be ticked. Because you think Florida State beats Louisville, right? I do. And that's that. That's Beautiful. that. Yeah. Great stuff. How about 9-3 Bears? 6.30 to Boy, go. Boy, the Blackhawks are having a great night tonight. Unreal. Nine to three. Nine <laughs> Come to on, three Bears. They, 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 they must be on third goalie for the Wild. <laughs> Incredible. Sorry. No, it's uh, it is what it is. But look, if you took the Bears plus three, you're sitting fat right now because you're six minutes to go. Now Minnesota's driving; they're in the uh, uh, actually Minnesota red zone. scored touchdown. There you go. All right, so uh, that'll put it up in ten uh, nine. All right, now you got to sweat it out again because you're plus three. You got to hope they don't score again. But that's a great pass by Dobbs and to none other than Hawkinson. That guy is a oh, stud. Minnesota needs this game. Yep, they extra point still pending. So tied at nine. Uh, Ken Thompson and producer Marco come back. I want to get to his Eagles real quick and uh, touch on some of the NFL games. We'll touch on the Raiders real quick as well. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM. K Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app. We come back. We wrap things up on a big show Monday. We'll be right back. Open up. Everything's waiting for you. You can go your own way. Wrapping things up here on a big show Monday. Little Fleetwood Mac coming back at you. 10-9, Vikings lead it. They go under the four-minute mark. Bears trying to get something going, but uh, up against it. And the Bears have lost a bunch of tough games, but they still play hard. Uh, I'm I'm sold that as the Vikings recover a Bears fumble. Uh, boy, they just find ways to lose at, at that team, I'll tell you. I, I, I still am a fan of Fields. I'm probably in the minority, but I still think this guy can make it with the uh, proper team around them. But we'll wait and see what the Bears do because they're going to probably have the numbers one. They're definitely probably the one and third. Right, the last I had seen it was the first and third pick in the draft. But uh, that can change, all subject to change. Uh, Golden Knights one nothing. Middle of the second period, they lead at Calgary. Uh, William Carlson got his 10th of the year late first period and one uh, nothing lead there. Uh, so keep an eye there. But Mark Hoke, real quick, I want you to reflect on your Eagles come from behind victory against Buffalo because it didn't look great. Uh, it looked like Buffalo may get that game, but that game was wild. It was crazy, and uh, you got to see some vintage Josh Allen and then Jalen Hurts, and the guys never quit. And Boy, that was just as an as an entertaining uh, a football game as you can see in the NFL. You know, the, the, the one thing that stood out to me other than what the Eagles did was 
I'm happy to see Josh Allen playing like Josh Allen again. Yes, agreed. You know, the the firing of their offensive coordinator turned out has turned out to be a very good decision. Whether it's going to be too late, that's a different story. But the you know, because the Bills, I know they still got Kansas City and a couple yeah, of tough six games and coming six. up. Six and six. In fact, last I, I just saw a stat. Somebody had it up plus three eighty to make the playoffs. Yeah, because it's there. It, there's a pile of goo there, Ken. That's the thing. I know you got to jump it, over some teams. Well, yeah, but who are you jumping? It's Pittsburgh at seven and four. Cleveland at seven and four. The Colts are six and five, so you're only half game behind them. Denver's six and five. You got so five you're, games left. You're sitting at six and six. You gotta you gotta go four and one realistically. I mean, to have a shot, uh, you know, just to finish ten and seven. You finish nine and eight, then you're you start looking at all these tie breaking scenarios. Uh, yeah, but so, they are yeah. Here's yeah, they, 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 here's got at Kansas City, yep, Dallas at home, at Chargers. New England at Miami, so they would have to. Two, I mean, two yeah, wins. You got to sure. either win. You got to win it at, at KC or at Miami for sure. You got to win one of those. Very capable, capable of winning both. To be honest with you, yep, no question. But boy, both on the road too. That ain't that ain't easy. At Chargers isn't a gimme. I mean, the Chargers yeah. are not play. You know, they they they. I, I mean, Staley's going to be gone for sure. And they can and they can beat Dallas. They can beat the Cowboys. Yep. Now they're and they're they're going to have to play like champions. That's bottom line, you know. Boy, I I never thought I with a healthy Josh Allen, I never thought I'd see Buffalo this year at six and six. No, I mean, and you got Cincinnati with Burrow out, so they're dead in the water. Boy, I tell you, this is almost looking like a, a Jags Miami. <laughs> I mean, Kansas City's going to be in the mix, but I don't know. And, and Baltimore obviously is looking pretty solid too. I. Who knows who's going to come out let, of the let AFC? Me, let me throw. Let mess. me just throw some. Throw throw a couple by you real quick. Cowboys at home minus nine against the Seahawks. Oh, the Cowboys are going to kill them. The Sea Chickens suck. Uh, boy, all of a sudden the Saints backs are against the wall. Lions are minus four at the Saints. No problem. No problem. Lions. Lions. Yeah. Uh, let me see. How about? All right, there it is. Uh, Niners are minus two and a half and minus one twenty at the Eagles. Oh, I gotta take the Eagles, Ken. Come on, you gotta. But, but the coin that game's a coin toss. I mean, it really is. Those two teams are both just loaded on both sides of the ball. You know, I I'd love to sit there and say, oh yeah, they're gonna kill them. No, they're not. It's it's. If either of those teams gets to the Super Bowl, will I be surprised? No. Yep, I, I just – it's hard for me to take anybody in Philly against the Eagles. Right. I, I get it. The, I get that the Niners have won a couple in a row, but they also had lost three in a row. And they were, Brock, they were Purdy, little... Brock Purdy on the road, This that, yeah, that's and... going to be as hostile environment as, as it can be because they know that the Niners, if they make a statement, they beat them in the playoffs last year, if they make a statement and beat them again because then they're going to say, look, the only way you guys are getting to the Super Bowl, you got to come back here and beat us again. Right. And right? and this game, you know, these next two games are huge for Philly because, to be very frank, if they they beat the Niners and then go to Dallas and win, they're essentially going to be able to take the last month off because they're going to have three game leads on Dallas and San Fran with four to go, and they're playing the betting, Giants. They're playing the Giants, the Cart, twice the Cardinals, and the and the Seahawks. 
Yeah, they, from a betting they, scenario, I, I, I would I would jump all over Dallas if Philly beats San Francisco. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, I can see the Eagles losing that game. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, they're they're still going to end up you know 15 and two or 14 and three at the worst. You know, I mean, they're going to get that one spot if they beat San Francisco. They're pretty much assuring themselves. Yeah, you know, if they, the they if they would win both those games, you've got the head to head on both plus a three game lead before to go. It's done. It's done. So you would you take them plus the two and a half this week? If it goes to three, you would take them for sure, right? I'm still taking them. You're taking I, them anyway, right? Yeah. Why I, not just I, take a money line, get a plus price? Go ahead, do it. Don't listen. You to know, me on and that. here's the thing: until somebody beats them. Yeah, right? they're still the best in the NFC until somebody beats them. And right now, you could get the Eagles plus one thirty. So every hundred you bet, you get one thirty back. You mentioned the biggest factor: what's Brock Purdy going to do against a really good team on the road? Good luck. We'll see what happens. Purdy, Purdy, it's going to be beautiful. Going to be interesting. Gonna be fun. <laughs> Maybe we can knock a couple more quarterbacks out. It'll be fun. Can't wait, well, Ken. I'm telling you, college football Saturday is going to oh. be fun. I listen real quick. I hope UNLV takes care of business. They got to bounce back. They got behind San Jose State. Boise's good, solid squad. They got a good run game. Genty and uh, Halani, two solid running backs, and and Green can run himself, the quarterback. But I think UNLV's a more diverse team. I think they have enough weapons, and I know Boise's going to travel. So please, Rebels fans, get there Saturday high noon again, Allegiant Stadium. Rev's going to get this one, and uh, either way, they're going to get a bowl game, but it would take some luster off if they don't win the Mountain West because they've had two cracks to get it done. Let's win this championship game here. They could have won the regular season. They ended up in a three-way tie. I wanted them to get it outright, but I hope they take care of business. Coach Odom's done a great job, and I think the guys you know, got a dose of reality. They know they can't get off to a slow start in this one like they did against San Jose State, and uh, if they get off to a decent start, I think they're going to take care of business. Looks like the Vikings are taking care of business against the Bears, up 10-9, to 9, but doesn't look like they're going to cover. We'll see what happens. Got a lot going on tomorrow. I'll be with uh, my beautiful wife, Christina. Chris Wynn will be sitting in with Rob Rishi. No! Til- yeah, till no! tomorrow. You know the rules. Ah! <laughs> no drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our drive. troops. God bless you. Live from Vegas Sports X Radio, 101.5 FMK, Dawn, streaming live on that Odyssey app. Chris Wynn in tomorrow. Thanks to Mark Hoke. Thanks to Jerry Palm. Good night, everyone.